Friday Night Lights. It's uh, Talking Toro 73. This is a, I wouldn't call it an emergency pod. There's nothing, there's no emergency here except Toro aren't qualifying for Europe. But Rob may disagree. But we thought we would, uh, yeah, come back with a second pod this week on the Lazio match. We are going to do this in under 15 minutes, which is about the time it took Lazio to, uh, to win the match yesterday. Rob, I'll start by saying I thought that was our. For 50 minutes, best performance of the season. Uh, best atmosphere of the season. Uh, I don't know if just the TV, uh, if whether the broadcasters just turned the volumes up on the microphones, but the atmosphere was pretty incredible for a, a good part of that game. Uh, Fort Tower really good. Uh, it's easy to say, I wish I'd seen that positive attitude in some of the, something like the Salernitana and Sassuolo game, partially Lazio. The sort of team that gives you a little bit more space, but I thought we were really good. Uh, we just forget that one thing to score a goal. And I think I'd probably, I might even go a little bit further. I think it's probably the best uh, sort of first half since the the four 0 against Fiorentina. What two years ago? Three years ago? Um, I thought, yeah, we were. Juric sometimes talks about his football as, as being sort of high energy, high pressing. Um, sort of trying to do individual duels all around the pitch. Not quite sure that's always evidenced, but in that first half, literally, I mean, I, th- I think Lazio didn't really know what had hit them. Everybody was, we, d- we dominated a team who were in the Champions League have just beat Bayern Munich and not a weakened side or, or anything. It was it was their strongest 11, I'd say. Um, and yeah, if we were 2 or 3 nil up in that first half, then I, I don't think any, even the biggest Lazio fan couldn't have couldn't have complained. Uh, I think in terms of the chances and not taking them, I think maybe unlucky. We were unlucky, especially with Sanabria's chance. I think he did or almost maybe hit the hit it too well with the the early volley from Balanova's cross, and then obviously couldn't uh, react quick enough with the with the rebounds. And yeah, the two big. The, I think the only criticism you could probably make is that we in with all that domination, all those shots, we didn't really make Providel work too much. The two. Other best chances probably fell to Zapata and Messina and, and the headers sort of missed the target. So, yeah, I, I think for, from my perspective, you, you said that maybe we, we need to give up the European dream. Uh, I'm, I'm not there just yet. Obviously, uh, maybe wait a couple more games. We've got some direct clashes coming up and those results will probably t- will tell us a little bit more about what we might have to, to play for going into the, the final weeks and months of the season. But... I would, I'd have been more had had we played similarly like we had against Sassuolo and and, and Salerno and maybe got a point. I'm more encouraged with that performance despite not getting the result. Uh, I think if we can take similar performances like that until the end of the season, bear in mind that we are only going to be on one front. You've got three of those teams in that battle for for European football. Well, four of them. Apologies. Yes. So you've got Fiorentina, Lazio, um, Roma. And um, Napoli all sort of are on in European action. I think once those games start uh, coming thick and fast, they they are going to maybe drop points to teams you wouldn't expect them to. And, and yeah, if we can if we can go to Rome, it's going to be tough ass. But if we can go to Rome on, on Monday night and and get a and get a win, then we're won't not happen. Gonna be, we're not going to be thinking about that that this defeat won't happen. No, I just think it's sad because we. There was a potential there if we'd beaten Lazio to have probably the happiest league table we've had in a long time. Uh, we would have gone into seventh 
we would have gone above Napoli. I mean, for Torino to be above the reigning champions, as someone said at the beginning of the season, in towards the end of February, you would have laughed. I mean, I know Napoli have been a bit wretched. I think it would have psychologically... I mean, we lost... Lazio have done the double over us without playing particularly well in, in either game. We've not scored a goal against them. In a way, we've had our, two of our heaviest defeats against them as well. Um, we would have gone above Fiorentina and Lazio, who both have quite a lot of games. We would have been in shot of Roma on Monday night. And I do think I do think last night was quite seminal. I think it was a missed opportunity. I think we really gave it. We, we played it a little bit like a cup final or a you know, major knockout game in that first half. We didn't deliver the blow. And the sad thing is Lazio got a very lucky, or not a lucky first goal, but I mean, they were, they were lucky in the game to be leading. I had a feeling Guendouzi was going to score if but, anyone was going to score. And, it, um, it's easy easy for me to say this now, but literally 10 seconds before the goal, just when they were building up the attack on the left-hand side, I had the horrible thoughts. So I'm going to take the blame for the goal. Me and me and Vandy can take uh, joint blame. I just genuinely thought, oh, it would literally be typical Taro if after all this domination, their first attack they score. And just as I had that thought, it, it, there's the overload in Guendouzi scores, and it was that was that's a, that's our issue. With, I think in in terms of what we've seen in Bologna, we saw uh, Fiorentina a little bit harsh because there wasn't long left. But once we concede that first goal, this team doesn't have that resilience to. Uh, they did score quite quick in, in, in against Osuolo, but that resilience, that leadership that is needed, and that little bit of sort of um, dealing with adversity, this team doesn't have it. And as soon as that goal went in, there was that just acceptance of, oh, it's not going to be our night then. And and, and obviously, Cataldi is a, is a great is a great goal. Um, but yeah, that 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 was a sucker punch that killed us. Really, I think had we maybe even kept it to one nil up until. Uh, Gilles again sent off. I think potentially we would have we would have got a result from the game. Yeah, I I, I agree. I mean, Illich didn't track his man. Vadia seems to escape quite a lot of blame for the first goal. I mean, it wasn't entirely. His, I just felt he could have dealt. He maybe could have come off his line. He just gets down in installments. And I, I've, I've seen I've seen a bit of blame attached to to Vanya, and I I blamed him on my my initial tweet after the goal. Um, at least partially. I mean, the, I mean, there's a lot wrong with the goal. I mean, I'm not quite sure. You need to watch back for a, a fair bit of the phase of play, but I've no idea why, where Lazaro is uh, because he's not even in the picture. Um, and yeah, it, it's a little bit fortunate as well because I, I do think that, I think it's Luis, Albert, uh, Luis Alberto's initial pass. That's definitely for Chiro Immobile, who maybe, may I just have to take a moment to say, he is washed, isn't he? he um, Chirio Immobile. He, yeah, he, <laughs> He was crap, and that, and that uh, crappy. The, what's his name? Crappy Tatty. He is <laughs> Ross. I mean, he makes him Immobile look. Uh, but Immobile, uh, like, but the amount of Lazio players who didn't actually have a very good game. I don't think any of them. I don't think uh, maybe Guendouzi, but I didn't think he was I think, amazing. I think defensively they were apart from um, the first half. They just couldn't contain Bella. Well, I mean, we need to spe- give uh, Bellanova a few words in a minute. Yeah. Uh, maybe just finishing on the goals. But yeah, I didn't think a lot of Lazio players, especially in a creative sense, play particularly well. And the second goal, uh, yeah, you called maybe the first goal. As soon as Richie did not shepherd that out for a corner, which I thought was criminal, um, I thought Richie, again, was very sloppy when he came on. Um, As soon as that ball came back, I just thought, 
Yeah, I, I really don't fancy Vanya with anything kind of from the edge of the box. Even seems to be. I mean, it was a great strike, and he couldn't have done anything with that one. Um, and I, yeah, then it just felt we needed to score probably within five ten minutes of that second goal. And then with the way the game played out, with them having a sending off, we could have set up a grandstand finish. But I, th- I, th- I also again, it's easy to say in hindsight and things like that. But r- when Richie has the chance, probably with about five minutes of normal time to go, which Vasic sort of holds the ball off and, and plays it back to him, and, and Richie's off balance and it goes over. I had a feeling that had that gone in and, and we'd have had five minutes in injury time to to potentially get an equaliser. Um, we again, you never know how a game's going to turn out, but it, like last year, did not look comfortable with eleven men, let alone ten. And I think, yeah, once that once the the red cards went in our favour, uh, again, I think the comments, <laughs> commentator on TNT made a few a few mistakes in uh, in sort of some of the things that he was saying, but he was right. I mean, just pure luck really or, or maybe just sort of skilled in the dark arts that that like say didn't give away two penalties because they sort of committed fouls as close to the area as you could possibly get yeah no uh, uh, i agree I mean, let's give bill bellanero a few words i think he's probably in a sort of form that is quite rare in a torino player that everything he's touching is uh um I wouldn't say quite turn into goal, but yeah, he's really impacting, affecting games. There was a kind of move in the first half where he beat three or four Lazio players, which was, you know, it just reminds us of when Churchy was yeah, peak Churchy or... But Damian a little bit when there was just... I think sometimes you get a player at Toro who has privately, secretly been quite good and then they have almost like a breakout couple of performances and... You start to worry that actually everybody else is going to find out that they're really good, uh, and I think this was Bellanova's. For forty-five minutes, he was outstanding for an individual performance. It's probably one of the best first halves of football I think I've probably seen by any Toro player. Yeah, I mean, the cross crossing was really good. Um, I think it's a frustration. I think he he's very theatrical. <laughs> he doesn't hide what he's thinking. I don't unless, know it's, it's, unless it's unless it's Duvan, he'll never criticize yeah. Duvan. Yeah, I don't think what. The way he kind of reacted to, I mean, Vlasic couldn't have done too much with that one. That was, uh, was um, so that so that one was a little bit harsh as well. Like, I mean, what, like what more did you expect him to do? Yeah, it was like I'm putting this on the plate for you. What's up yeah. with you? And I, yeah, it was. I, and then in the second half, he took on that stupid shot, which was almost a reaction to that. Yeah, uh, he did fade a bit. He does fade. A, he's a bit like Tyro in that he fades in games, um, and that's not a criticism on this occasion, but. Uh, they obviously overloaded that side of the pitch in the second half. It was notable. Lazaro, who is thought, not the same threat, was, I thought, was just, there. Just an, uh, a point on Lazaro quickly. I thought he played quite well and probably one of his better games in, in recent weeks. But I saw on one Pagelli gave him four. Um, I feel like that's potentially harsh and maybe a little bit of a, an agenda. And it was a, it was a Toro fan um, page, so it wasn't sort of a uh, an actual newspaper. But I thought... Yeah, he's not going to, in comparison to Bellanova, he's, he, he didn't play anywhere near as good. But there was at one moment, I think, in the first half where he uh, got a free kick out of a situation where the ball would overrun to him. He managed to get to it and win the free kick. I thought, yeah, he's never going to be Bellanova standard. But for in terms of what he's been producing in recent weeks, I thought he was much better. I think the positive thing is he was told to play higher up the pitch. Yeah. Uh, I think that, uh, I think Mazzina behind him can cover a lot more ground. Um, maybe just quickly, uh, 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 well, cover more ground than Rodriguez normally does. Behind him. Just a quick few things on um, maybe some of the players and on Juric. Uh, Tony Sanabra is into astrology. 
because next time you watch him, he's always looking up at the stars. Uh, I don't know if he's obsessed with scoreboards, like the scoreboards at the Olympico, but he's always looking up. Uh, I'm going to do it now. It's not very helpful for anyone <laughs> listening, but uh, all all of you out there, next time you watch him, he's always just looking up into the heavens. It's very strange. Maybe he's into the, into stars or there's maybe there's airplanes flying over and he's, he's wondering you know, what flight path they're on, but... Yeah, I mean, Tony Sanabria, again, like a lot of players, he was fairly decent in the first half, faded massively in the second half. I don't I don't get the, some of the substitutions. When I saw Pellegrini warming up, my heart sank a little bit. But why not throw on against 10 men, Pellegrini and Okareke, take Sanabria off? I don't know why it took so long to, to, I don't know, stay with three central defenders against a team that had, you know, was, had pretty much declared... <laughs> I mean, they've barely got over a halfway line all game. So uh, I think the, um, yeah, the frustrating thing, especially once we went to ten men, was literally just try and um, sort of feed crosses in from the wings and, and try and just hope for maybe somebody to get a header on it or, or to bounce around. But the, we'd caused them in the first half, and obviously with the, the two yellow cards for the foul on Zapata, we'd, we'd, we'd caused that by a bit of like smart movement. They're not the quickest team uh, in defence either. I mean. <laughs> Uh, Hoysai at left back I mean Sarri must have felt sorry for him he's had him at three clubs before and, and I think did him a, a favour taking him off at half time Marisic dealt with him a little dealt with Bellanova a little bit better but I think that like say is maybe because Bellanova retired um, and yeah that, I mean Duvan's part of 32 he's not he's no longer the quickest but Gila could not cope with him um, so you 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 would like to think what what on earth would a correct have done to him in terms of in terms of that movement, but yeah, just some yeah some of the changes maybe um, not Juric's smartest movement, but we've discussed that on, on on the podcast before. That's maybe one of his weaknesses. I think there's an argument as well if you think of like how Paulie Ilic had played before he got substituted. Paulie Ritchie was when he came on. Maybe I mean I think Carolinetti is now a, one of the first names in the team sheet. In terms of, and definitely has one of those other uh, midfield roles, and then it's it's literally a case of one other. And if Tomasi was able to replicate his his form from before he became an emerging centre back, you, you'd all you could almost make an argument that Lilati Tomasi would be the, the starting centre midfield. Yeah, but, uh, the Tomasi is an interesting one to see. I mean, Rodriguez was on the bench last night, wasn't he? I yeah, he I did. I, saw, I did see a quote. I, I wouldn't call it warming up. But, no, yeah. I, well, I saw I saw a quote uh, which uh, you you would like, which Yurik uh, said that Rodriguez shouldn't have been on the bench, but he was there for an emergency because he didn't have any other option on the on the wings. Uh, and apparently, Rodriguez was telling Yurik uh, to risk him and put him on. And for somebody who, like you, you've mentioned before. He's so risk averse, and any times he gets a little knock, um, knows he's injured and causing. I didn't expect Ricardo Rodriguez to be a risk taker, but he obviously. I, I think I just just we'll move on quickly, but I, I do think Messina's performance at, at the left centre back position potentially opens up Rodriguez to move to left wing back and uh, add a little bit of quality and a natural left footer on that side. Obviously, we thought Messina would be brought in to be the uh, the left wing back, but either either way, I. Yeah, I wouldn't be too unhappy with, with whether Messina moves to the to the left wing back or or whether Rodriguez takes that role. Um, and yeah, potentially, yeah, I slagged him off before on the on the transfer window, but um, yeah, might have been an inspired signing. 
Yeah, I, I think um, I would have liked to see Mazina just given a run out in the last 10. I would have hooked Lazaro and, and put Mazina there for the last 10, 15 minutes. Um, uh, one final thing I was going to say, I think if we'd had Alessandro Bongiorno for that match, we would have won because uh, there were quite a few corners that were swung in, in the first half. I'm pretty sure he would have got his head to it yeah. and, and Bremer would have done in the days we had Bremer. Um, there was one where Lovato, I don't know, it, it was like me when I was at school. Uh, <laughs> Attempted not to head in a corner, but yeah, that's, that's, that's what I do now. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, I thought Lovato did okay in general. I mean, Immobile wasn't wasn't the most difficult. No, yeah, I mean, he almost he almost added another assist to his Toro career in the first half, where he tried to play this ridiculous crossfield ball in in sort of his own defensive third, uh, and it went straight to um, went straight to Lazaro, and yeah, uh, Immobile. I don't think I realised once his pace is gone. Uh, technically, he's quite limited, and um, yeah, I, I'll be very surprised if he's in Serie A next season. Yeah, um, I agree. Um, all right, Rob. Uh, very quick one on Rome. I'm going to do two things: one, a prediction, and two, not the team you will make. Uh, what changes to Eurich will make between uh, the team from last night and Monday? Uh, so prediction first. I've got a feeling we might be able to rebound and, and get a positive result, and maybe not a victory, but a lot of um, Rome obviously winning on penalties in the final last night. They'll be they'll be tired, maybe a bit tired, a bit tired than Taro. Um, so I'm going to go for a nil nil. Um, great, <laughs> great entertainment. Um, and then changes. I think um, Juric will make again. It might be depend on. Bongiorno and Rodriguez's fitness. I don't think they will risk Bongiorno, but I think they'll bring in Rodriguez. I'll go Rodriguez for Lazaro. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know who, what who, what that means for left wing back. I think Illich will go out of the team. I think he might play Tomeze and Linetti. Um, I thought uh, just a quick word actually. Nikola Vlasic. I said he needed to step up, and he was very very good uh, last night. And and yeah, made that position his own. In terms of the, the the team he's set up around him, he needs to be more progressive with the ball. He needs to be a bit more creative. And yeah, there was that moment where I think he, I think a couple of nutmegs and and sort of getting the ball off uh, past defenders, and they had one shot that was wildly off target. But yeah, so yeah, Vlasic is doing enough to stay in. Obviously, Bellanova plays, and then up front, I've got a horrible feeling that um, Pellegrini might play, maybe with Akareke. He might change both strikers. Wow. Um, so uh, I, I, uh, I think my original prediction, well, original a minute ago, was one nil to Roma. Um, but I think there's too many games we've not scored in, which is a weird thing to say. I think we'll score, but we have a habit in Rome against Roma of like snatching. Uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Snatching uh, defeat from the draw, jaws of a draw or, or a draw from victories. They've in the past 20 years have got done a lot of late shows on us, including last season when they were really lucky. Um, I think under the roster, they're a bit more unpredictable. Uh, probably going to give you more chances. But, uh, likely to be a lot more kind of um, on the front foot as well. Uh, so I'm going 2-1 Roma. I think they'll still get a late winner against us, but I think we'll score. In terms of lineup. Uh, I think Tamese come, will come in for Gigi. I think he will love making that sort of change. And uh, yeah, you might be right. It'll be Rodriguez and and Messina will 
play on the left. I don't know who will be which way round. Uh, therefore, Tamezi won't come to midfield. I think he'll play Linetti and Ritchie. Um, and I have a feeling. I thought I didn't think Zapata was great last night. I thought there was he was influenced the game a lot. Um, but I think he was a bit kind of um, cumbersome and I don't know. It wasn't his most polished performance. I don't, and I, I, I think he, I think it could be a Pellegri Sanabria. I just don't know if he's going to give Okereke enough minutes yet. And I don't see him dropping Sanabria. So just yeah, it just seems to really like him. So uh, I don't, I don't see him changing both strikers. But it could be one where he decides to rest the batter or or use the batter from the bench. Yeah, I think. Uh, I, I, sorry, what is your prediction, Peter? Two-one, uh, Roma. I just, um, yeah, I, I just think if we do, if we can manage to keep it quite tight, sixty minutes gone, and the score is nil-nil or one-one, I'd much rather see Zapata warming up, <laughs> warming up and coming on for a last half an hour uh, burst than uh, than Pietro Pellegrini. All right. Well, yeah. Short, not an emergency podcast. Rob still thinks we can qualify for Europe. I don't, uh, but maybe I didn't think that in the first place. Uh, we will be back, I think, next Wednesday uh, with a Roma review. We're going to do a special Fiorentina preview with our good friend Jinkers from the Rigori podcast, uh, all being well, that is. Uh, so, yeah, different different voice. We'll talk a bit about uh, the uh, similarities between Fiorentina and Torino as well. In the meantime, have a good weekend. Hit subscribe and give us some love and Forza Toro. Forza Toro. Cause you'll be in my heart